0: I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Business Secrets. Today, we're talking with professional basketball player and former teammate of mine, James Feldine. And for those who don't know James, he's originally from New York City, was an all-state player, McDonald's All-American nominee in high school before spending his college career at Quinnipiac University, where we met and started his pro career in the second division of Spain. And it's been pretty much straight up from there with stops in Italy, Greece, Serbia, Israel and currently back in Spain uh, with Real Betis in the ACB. So it'll take too long to, to list all the honors, awards, cups, and all that stuff. So if you're listening, you can do that research on your own. So welcome, James.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on. So whoever's listening is going to get a ton of knowledge about what it truly takes to be a pro and kind of your experience. But first, let's get a little bit of a background. So talk about a little bit uh, your, your time at Quinnipiac. So what was it like playing at Quinnipiac and then I guess more importantly that transition like what was the recruiting process like for you when you kind of realized all right I'm I'm going to be a pro like you know what are the next steps
1: I mean it was it was difficult um you know four years of of grinding and and not knowing your future and all that but um I didn't know um I, I I could become a pro until maybe until after my junior year you know, my freshman year, it was a struggle. Uh, we had a different coach. Um, I barely played. Um, it's probably like, I probably played like 30 minutes total that whole season. Um, you know, I got into some trouble and, you know, the team, uh, I mean, the university wanted me to transfer and all that. But, you know, when Tom Moore came in my sophomore year, um, he had a lot of faith in me. He did a lot of research, talked to my high school coach, my AU coach. Um, my family, um, everybody that was basically in my circle, um, and you know he decided to keep me. Um, he thought he thought he, he he could use me well, and you know that that boosted my you know my confidence, um, my excitement, uh, my love for the game again. To have somebody like him um, to give me that that confidence and and you know that push forward and. I started playing well. I started as a sophomore. Um, you know, I I didn't like I said I didn't I didn't think about overseas until the end of my junior year. Um, so it took some time. You know, it was three years of of grind of, you know, just playing the game and not thinking about the future, uh, which you know most people do nowadays. Um, you know, I still do it to this day, um, being you know a pro for this long, but. Um, back then, it was just you know just playing, trying to get on the trying, trying to get on the court, trying to get some minutes, trying to get you know finish the game, um, and stuff like that. So um, it was it was it was definitely a long long process for me. You know, but then it was just it was it was different. You know, my my senior year, you know, I didn't I knew about overseas, I knew about Europe uh, because I had some some fellow Dominican players that played overseas before me. So I kind of understood it, uh, but I didn't know the process until I I, I I hired my agent after my senior year when I when I finished playing. And it was just, you know, it was just a, it was a grind. You know, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know anything. I didn't know. You know, I had to get my Dominican passport at a late age because my agent said that was going to help me um, to get a job. You know, nowadays everybody's looking for that extra passport because you know some some countries only allow two americans some countries allow three or four americans but you know to get into the top countries um you basically need that passport or you need an MBA stamp so uh, right. Right. It, was, it was difficult it was a lot it was a lot of things to i had to learn um uh, quickly uh, but when i hired my agent he 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 talked to me you know he he was like you know it's going to be a process just like college It's going to take some time to really, really see a good amount of money. Um, um, and I was, I was ready for it. You know, I was, I was up for it. I was excited. Um, I was scared of, of leaving home and leaving the States, but, um, it was, it was, a, uh, it was probably the best decision, um, I ever made. Um, other than staying at Quinnipiac, I think staying at Quinnipiac helped me big time.
0: Right, and and so you, you said you didn't really start thinking about playing overseas until later, you know, later in your in your collegiate career. But did you ever? Because we talked about this before. Did you ever think about the NBA? Were you were you like, all right, I want to be a pro. Maybe I can. Maybe I can make it to the league. Or what was your mindset on that?
1: Honestly, it was it was I never had my mind on the NBA. You know, I, I always I always like, you know, there's always, you know, these low divisions the division one players that go to the league, but I never saw myself as one. Like honestly speaking. It was just I was true to myself and I was true to, to my grind. And it was just like I'm not good enough. You know, I, I had a great junior and senior year. You know, I led I don't even remember, probably let the league in scoring and, mm-hmm. you know, one first team and all those awards and all that. But I still back in back of my head, I'm like, I'm not good enough to that for the NBA. And you know, that's I feel like that's that's just just me, my process, how I've how I've grown up, just you know, be true to yourself. You know, you gotta tell the truth to yourself. Cause if you don't tell it to yourself, nobody is. And and I was just like, you know, I'm cool with going overseas. I've I've heard stories about, you know, guys making millions overseas. So I was just like, man, if I can play basketball for a few years overseas and make a couple of dollars and, and see the world, then I'm cool with it. Like, it's not all about NBA.
0: And, and that's a testament to you, too, because I think, you know, a, a lot of the guys, like we talked about before, it's, it's, you know, they see where you're at now and playing overseas and all the, you know, all the success you've had. But I mean, like you said, it is a process and for you to actually even be able to get paid to play the game you love, like you started out in the second division of Spain. Right. <laughs> and it's not a lot of money for those who are listening that obviously are, are, are wondering about the pro you know contracts. Like it's not a lot of money. You gotta, you gotta re-earn everything. So What what was the hardest part of the transition for you from going to college, being the man, you know, like scoring as much as you wanted to to, to score, being comfortable with that to all right, now you're a pro in the second division of Spain. What was the either on or off the court? What was the what was the transition like?
1: I mean, for me, I wasn't really like my agent did a really, really good job at scaring you. Yeah, showing me the process of like, you know, a couple years, you're not going to make as much, you know, but then if you play really, really well, you can move on up and all that. And I was, I, I was, I was, I was okay with that. Like, you know, I, I didn't come from a family that, that needed need, like really was in need of money, you know? So it that helped me out big time too. So I kind of was just like, I, if I make a little bit of money, I could, I could survive, you know, and, and just, and just try to, just try to, just try to, you know, struggle through the process and, and try to figure it out, then I'll be fine.
0: Yeah. And, and so again, I think whoever's listening, the mindset that, that you've had, like for, for me as an, on the agent side, like I've seen players that are successful and everybody has the same principles. It's like, they understood. They were true to themselves. They were humble. They knew it was going to take time. And, and, and again, that's kind of what you've done over your career. So can, can you walk me through like kind of what a day in the life is like? Um, You know, obviously it's different between what country you're playing in, but maybe you can even talk about now, you know, where you're at now and in, in, in Rail Bettis, and, you know, what a day in the life is like, and it's not all, it's not all uh, rainbows and butterflies. I like guess a lot of work, right?
1: I mean, right now it's, it's, it's different, you know, with COVID. So, uh, but usually, it um, depends on the coach, you know, it depends on how well the team is playing. But usually it's like um, if you're playing in a European competition, you're playing twice a week. So it um, depends on the games, when is the game, the travel. Uh, but for my example right now, I'm only playing once a week um, in, in Spain. So we'll play on the weekends um, have the day off the next day, um, come in the following day, you know, practice twice, morning and afternoon. So it's just, it, it's a grind. You know, it's, it's, you gotta figure out what you're gonna eat, how you're gonna eat. If, if you can't cook, you gotta figure out how to order. You know, most people don't speak English out here. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to speak Spanish, so I can I can get around. Um, most places and and understand language and talk to people and figure things out on my own Um, but it's just you know it's 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 different everywhere like you said Um, but it's 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 a grind you know it's sometimes two practices day off or sometimes you have one day off a week or maybe no days off depends Mm
0: -hmm.
1: how you play the day before or how the game went or if you won or lost or if the coach is in a good mood or bad mood if you had a if he had a fight with his wife or whatever it's just it, it all depends you know it's it's just it, you you can't predict what they're gonna do basically you just have to f- just agree and just be like right. okay like you have to you have to figure out a way of just knowing what's at the end of the road, you know? During the road is, is, is a lot of struggles, a lot of questioning, a lot of why, how, and like, what am I doing? But um, you, just have to, you just have to find out, like I always tell myself, like you always have to find out your why, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that, that why is always gonna keep you grounded and keep you pushing and keep you hungry.
0: Definitely. And, and so talk about a little bit, the style of play. I mean, it's, you know, one of the biggest differences I think that, that, that I try and tell people, and it obviously depends what league, what division, what country, what market, but, you know, from, from the state's point of view, typically it's like, all right, well, how can you add value to the team, you know, with your highlights and scoring and dunking on people, but overseas is different. You know, you got to make that extra pass usually, and you gotta, you gotta play part of that system. So, so how, how different is it for you, um, or I guess, how was that transition for you to adjust to the different style of play from the states and in college to overseas?
1: I mean, for me, it was kind of easy. You know, I'm not um, I'm not a one on one player. I, I don't need ISOs. I don't need um, the ball in my hands every single possession. So for me, it was kind of easy because, you know, Coach Moore really insisted of team basketball when I was at mm. Quinnipiac. Um, it was extra pass, um, a lot of screens, a lot of ball screens, a lot of off screens, a lot of staggers. Um, so I, I kind of was already molded into the European kind of, like the European basketball. So when I got here, I I, I wasn't really, it didn't take me so, so much time to get comfortable with the system. It was just me getting, because honestly, my first year, I didn't get, I didn't feel comfortable until January, so which that was about what five months, maybe five, five or six months, and like it took me that long to feel comfortable
0: on the court or off the court or both.
1: On the court, on the court. Off the court, I kind of was. It was a struggle, you know, living alone, being in a different country, um, the time difference, you know, back then. Man, it was 11 years ago. Back then, we didn't have FaceTime, we didn't have Zoom, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. It was, it was my mother literally going to the corner store and getting a calling card for ten dollars or twenty dollars to call my house phone to talk to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it was, it was different. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a big difference till now. So um, it was just. Off the court, it was a struggle. You know, I, I I actually brought one of my one of my close friends with me in my first year. Um, you know, if if guys don't know, you know, to come to Europe, you only can stay three months without a visa. Um, so I brought my one of my close friends for, for three months in like February, I wanna say, because I was going through it, man. I was it was just a lot of downtime, a lot of alone time, and I, I, I could I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, I only had, I think only had like two other Americans on my team at that time. And, you know, they were kind of shy and didn't do much. So it was just like, I was in my house just doing nothing. So I just decided to bring him over to keep me company and, and stuff like that. Show him the world, you know, show him things he yeah. never seen before. So it helped me out. It helped me out, helped him out until this day. You know, for example, like today, he sent me a picture of, me playing two like uh nine years ago when I was there so it was crazy.
0: Wow yeah talk about that off court life man that, that's one of the coolest parts about what I do um being able to kind of experience different cultures and traveling and you know I was able to watch watch a couple of your games one in one in, when you were at Panathancos and then one in Bamberg when you were with Jerusalem and then one more was I think oh Belgrade Belgrade we met up too which is amazing. So for me that's one of my favorite parts so what's what are some of the coolest things that you've been able to see around the world, like off the court, or, you know, one of your favorite experiences?
1: I mean, I've I've seen basically all of Europe, you know, it's, I mean, I I, I can't honestly tell you one country that I haven't been to. I mean, I've been to so many countries because of basketball, um, because of, you know, because of the teams I played for, you know, playing the European competitions, of flying everywhere, and like you said, like we met in Germany, Bamberg. Like it was, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, we went to get pizza in, in Belgrade, Serbia. So it's, you know, stuff like that it was just, it's is, is crazy to think about it. Like for me, it's normal now, but like if looking back at it, it's just, it's something to be proud of. It's something to, you know, to outside of basketball outside of how many points you scored if you win this game if you lose this game is it's memories
0: no doubt man I think if you if you uh if you asked us one day after practice in 2009 or 2010 like yo you you guys gonna go grab pizza in Belgrade Serbia in 10 years we'd be like yo what that is crazy Crazy. um so 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 with all this travel I'm sure you had some sort of some sort of crazy stories or funny stories. Do you, you have any, any stories that, that come to mind that, that, that you want to share, share with the listeners?
1: I mean, it's been a lot. Um, you know, I've taken, man, 13, 15 hour bus rides. Um, I've taken 24 hour bus rides, uh, slept in airports. Um, missed flights, um, getting off flights, going to practice, a lot of things. Uh, it's, it's it's been I don't know. It, it's been it's been a lot um, over these last eleven years. But one, I mean, one crazy story is just we lost. You know, we lost uh, a game, a playoff game in your league, and you know our our president basically canceled our flights you know it, he was just like i'm i'm upset and i'm disappointed in you guys so you're not flying home you have to take a bus
0: i remember that vividly
1: yeah so oh, that is crazy i woke up in the morning and you know we lost our first we we had home court advantage uh, the first two games and we lost both of those games, you know, it was best of five. So we had to fly to Turkey a couple of days later to play game three, you know, and they booked flights, you know, cause they thought we was going to win game three and play game four two days later. So, um, we lost game three. So we got swept. And by the time we woke up in the morning, we had text messages saying like, hey, um, the flights are canceled. Um, We're gonna take a bus. So I'm like, at this point in my career, I'm already a little older. So I'm kind of like, there's no way I'm not dealing with this. Like I booked my own flight home. There was a group chat um, and guys were like, yeah, I just booked my flight home. Like they can do whatever they want. I'm going back to Athens on a plane. I'm not driving, so we go to breakfast, and you know the GM is just like, "Hey, listen, this is what the president wants. I don't know what to tell you guys." And you know, we're taking a bus in a couple hours, and we like, "Yo, how long is this bus ride?" And he's just like, "28 uh, hours, 24 hours." And Hell like, no, <laughs> on a bus. He's like, yeah, man, it's, that's what he wants. Man, I can't do anything. I work for him just like you. So I'm like, I, I'm, I'm taking a flight. And then they were just like, you do what y'all want. It's going to be problems. Or that's all he said, it's going to be problems. So I kind of was like, man, they can't do nothing. So I talked to my agent and my agent was like, listen, I had another year on my deal. This was my second year in Panthenycos, but I had another year. Um, I'm ideal. So he was like, Look, you, you can do what you want. You know what I mean? You're a grown man, do what you want. But there's going to be problems if you don't get on that bus. And I'm just like, What are you going to do? Are you going to find me? I'm like, All right, man, I'm going to get fined. Like, it is what it is. I'm not getting on a bus for no 28 hours. So I booked my flight, whatever, whatever. And then the bus, you know, the bus is ready to leave. And I'm like, yo, my flight not until a couple hours later. So I'm staying in the hotel. I'm in my room. So the GM calls my room. I have a, a, a European legend as my roommate. I mean, most people won't know him, but he's a Greek legend. I uh, played for Manton for 20 years, you know, 15 years. Won like four Euro leagues with them. And he's like, I'm getting on this plane. I'm retiring anyways, so I don't care what happens. So I'm like, damn, but listen, I'm I'm like 26, 27. I'm like, I'm not retiring. So this is something, this is, I'm different. So he's just like, listen, do what you want, bro. I'm retiring after this year. So I don't care what happens. They owe me money anyways from the last three years. So I'm like, damn, man, what should I do? I already have this flight booked. And you know, I got Mike James on my team. I got Nick Calatus, James Giss, you know, a lot of European legends, Americans at that. And they are like, I'm taking this flight. I don't get what, what happens. So the bus is downstairs waiting. They're trying to figure out who's getting on the bus, who's taking a flight. And they call my room and I'm like, listen, I'm 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 I booked the flight. Like y'all can go. So the GM goes, I right. he hangs up. So he calls me back like five minutes later. He must have called the president and told him like, yo, James is getting on a flight. So he gets on a, he calls me again in my room and I'm like, what's up? He's like, listen, the president is threatening. Um, If you don't get on this flight, um, I mean, if you don't get on this bus, he's going to cut you as soon as you land. As soon as you land, you're going to go right back home. And I'm like, yeah. It like, so what's going to happen? He's like, no, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but you're not playing no more for Panathinaikos if you get you on go. a flight. So I talked to my agent and my agent's like, listen, you know, this guy's crazy. <laughs> um, If you want to stay in Panathinaikos, you should get on the bus. And I'm just like, man. And at this time, they already convinced Nick to get on the bus. Oh, wow. So I'm and Nick was like one of my close friends on the team. So I talked to him. He's like, Yo, bro, listen, like you're not making as much as me. I could get fine and I don't care, but I'm still getting on this bus. Like I know, I know you, I know you can't lose this money. Um, this and this and that. And I'm like, I'm like, man, but if I leave next year. Like, what, like, then so many thoughts just came mm-hmm. through my head. I'm like, damn, this is your league. This is one of the biggest teams in Europe. Like, what do I do? So I finally just decided, like, yo, I'm gonna just get on this bus. So I got on the bus. It took 24 hours. My coach resigned three times in 24 hours. <laughs> We got off, and he was like, listen, I'm not coaching no more. And then all of a sudden, he coaches again. It was was just a big mess.
0: Wow. Longest bus ride of your entire life. Have you taken a bus since?
1: (laughs) I still take a bus to this day.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome, man. What a story. Well, again, and that's, you know, for – for, for the listeners like that is the highest of the highest levels of european basketball so can you imagine what happened to the lowest levels when you're trying to work your way up towards that you know it's just something you gotta you gotta just roll with the punches man but i think i think you made a good decision there for sure yeah i mean i think it did now i think about it it was like i made it i made a
1: you know because i i went back the following year so yep. i yep. made i made a, a good decision it, it sucked um but at then it they the people that took the that took the flight back home, nothing happened to them. Like they didn't get cut, they didn't get right. fined, nothing. Because all of Europe was I
0: remember going crazy vividly, man. I remember vividly being like, "What am I reading?"
1: All of Europe just went crazy off of it. You know, Twitter, Instagram was 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 crazy back then. So everybody was going like, "How can you do this?" I know they lost, but how? Like even the fans were like, "That's that's unacceptable." So he felt like, damn, I, I messed up. So nothing happened to the people that took the flight. But, I mean, it was an experience. You know, I, I'm going to say this to my grandkids, my kids one day. And, you know, it's, it's, I tell this to my family all the time.
0: That's an awesome story, man. Well, as we wrap up here, I got what, what, one last question for you. Any tips for aspiring pros? Like, what would you what would you tell someone that's listening right now? It doesn't matter what age they are, middle school, high school, or even college, like, that want to be pros. What, what, what's your – what's your words of wisdom to him?
1: Um, you know, I get questions. I get, I, I get a lot of these questions for, for me personally, you know, everybody got a different path. You know, everybody think, you know, MBA or bus, but you know, there's a lot of money in Europe, a lot. But for me, as a young age, like me talking to myself, I feel like I did it the right way because I just grind. I loved basketball, I love the grind, I love working out, I love getting better i love I loved all that you know it grow it, it, when you grow it's, it's different, but at that age is for me, it was just I wasn't thinking ahead. I wasn't thinking I got to get to Tampa I got to get overseas, I got to get a million dollars, I got to get all this, no, like, for me, it was just, I want to play basketball. I want to someday, not right now, but someday provide for my family, provide, like, have my family members see countries that they never thought they would ever see, you know? and that was when i was 17 16 years old you know when i was in college 1920 it was just like you know I, I can do that just with just with a with a ball so it's just certain things that you have to find out like what do you want like for me i always set goals when i started playing 11 years ago i had maybe five real goals and I accomplished them I accomplished four of them already you know and my fifth one is just I I can do it I'm just waiting you know because it's a process it's just mm. you know it, it's just things that you know, some people were like okay, I'm making a hundred thousand. I gotta get this. I gotta get that. I gotta get that. Like for me, it was just it wasn't that. It was making other people happy, um, preparing for the future because basketball is is, is not forever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm to the age. It's like I, right, okay, I'm about to be done. What's like, next? This is my eleventh year. You know, I always had a goal of fourteen years or fifteen years of playing. And I, I'm, I'm there. I'm close. So now it's just what next. And for me, I just say for young kids, you know, when I talk to the kids, it's just, it's just if you don't have that hunger, just try to find something else. Like it, it, it's, it's okay to change paths. You know, it's okay to to figure other things out. It's okay to, okay, this is not working. You know, everything's not going to work out. I mean, unfortunately for me, it it worked out big time. So it's just like, for me, it's just a process. I love the process. You know, sometimes it's it's hard, you know, sometimes it's just like, man, I just want to go home. I just, I, I want to open up Christmas presents. I never, I haven't opened up Christmas presents in 11 years. You know, I, I, I miss my mother's birthday. I miss my brother's birthdays. I miss my grandma's birthday. I miss everybody. You know, I miss Thanksgiving. I miss everything. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's just like in in life. Like, what do you want at the end of the day? What do you do it for? Why you do it?
0: And what are you willing to give up to get there?
1: And you, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. you, you're giving up a lot. You're giving up a lot. You're giving up the smallest things that you don't appreciate that you can't get overseas, you giving that up. You don't think about it, it's not in your head, it's in the back of your head, but it's not really, you're not really like that, I'm about to give this up. But when you get overseas, you're like, damn, I want this, but you can't get it, you can't get it. So it's it's those little sacrifices, just like, it's gonna plan out, it's gonna pan out. In the long run, it's gonna, I'm gonna get something bigger. I'm gonna get something better. If you just keep grinding. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know as professionals, you gotta play well. You know, you gotta put up numbers, you gotta be on a good team, you gotta win games, win some championships to get to that high level. But even the mid-level, like you're still living good. Like you you, you still you still gonna do things that you you won't be
0: doing if you was in America, having yeah. a nine to five patience and persistence man i love it i love it awesome stuff man well the last thing i like to do with my podcast guests is i call it a sports business lightning round i'm just going to fire some quick questions at you you got to hit me with the first answer that comes to your mind
1: Cool. Mm
0: all right favorite color red most points you've ever scored in a game
1: 40 uh, in the european game or american game
0: any any game 50 pizza or pasta Ooh, pasta. MJ or LeBron. MJ. Coolest city in the world you've been to. Wow. It's
1: tough. Uh, um that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um coolest city I ever lived in. Athens. The coolest place I've ever been, Prague, Czech Republic.
0: Nice. What's something that you're really bad at? (laughs) Something I'm really bad
1: at. (laughs) Wow.
0: I don't know. I'm making you think here, man.
1: Yeah, you're making me think too. Something I'm really, really bad at. Not showing my emotions.
0: What is one of your biggest strengths?
1: The love I have for my family.
0: Who are three people that have helped you tremendously in your life?
1: My brother, David Traubman. My mentor, Adam Berkowitz. Third one, honestly, it's I was at a stuff. I was at a tough phase of my life, and I want to say Tom Moore, my head coach at Quinnipiac, and the assistant coach Eric Eaton at Quinnipiac. So I have four.
0: What was your first ever job? Basketball. Mm. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Fly. If you could trade jobs with any single person in the world, any industry, for one week, who would you trade jobs with? I wouldn't. Love that answer. And last one, if you could turn back time and talk to 18-year-old James, what would you tell him?
1: keep pushing because it gets better
0: love it man great answers i love it man i appreciate you taking time i know uh i know you gotta gotta rest up there you probably got practice in the morning so listeners uh make sure you take notes on this go listen to it again because there were some gems in there for sure so i appreciate you brother appreciate our relationship and the doors open for me and hopefully once this this craziness gets by i'll be able to come watch a game in spain there wherever you land Yeah,
1: yeah come to europe man come to europe all right brother all right man
0: Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again. And I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.